This is Dennis Regan, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. Beautiful January 21st night here in downtown Champaign. Jim Rosso, Colin Likas, Evan Kahn, Tamar McDaniel. This is it tonight, man. We're talking hoops till 7, then no, no Brad Underwood show. So the basketball ends at 7. We may have to – do we have to dive into University of Illinois stuff to, to nope. saturate people? Evan just said no. Evan said no. Okay. He, and then Well, Evan runs the show, so yeah. we, should, we should probably listen to him. Let's hold off on that. Go to newsgazette.com. Listen to Scott Ritchie's uh, Monday podcast if you want to get uh, – There you go. Good alternative. Your info on uh, the Illini hoops. We're talking high school b- basketball as we do every Monday – night for an hour and uh things are only beginning to heat up i know it's freezing outside scott or uh colin but there's a lot of games today a lot of kids were not in school but a lot of kids were playing some hoop yeah majority of uh, area schools were not in session today uh recognizing martin luther king and junior day um but uh, yeah several uh, games tournaments specifically that were postponed saturday but also just a lot of regularly scheduled girls basketball games going on tonight also some wrestling that was uh, postponed and pushed ahead to monday so we got a full slate tonight and a lot to talk about with girls hoops i there is a game that affects our girls top 10 that i updated about five minutes before we came mm. on the air so that's that's where we're at right now we got girls games that started as early as uh, 11 30 this morning i believe that's dedication colin and let's give it up for Colin like is he's, he's under the we- under the weather this weekend he's playing with pain uh, Evan doesn't have a like an applause thing to do he didn't like like the basketball sounds yeah, yeah. no but Colin you're you weren't yeah. feeling so well you had but you, were, you regr- regrouped yeah you were sick last week so yeah. it, all, it all trades off it's yeah. all good anyway we're here uh, hey congratulations to Ted Hopp let's start the show off with that sure. he uh the Vikings the the top area team in our uh, countdown again this week. Uh, we're playing early today, and he yeah. uh, got win number 100 with the Vikings. That's right. They uh, they defeated Manuka in a game over at the Galesburg shootout. Uh, they're actually playing again right now. They had a 6 p.m. tip-off against the home uh, the host school, Galesburg, to finish off what was supposed to be a Saturday event. Got pushed up to Monday because of the weather. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to Ted Haup, the second area coach in recent uh, memory to win their 100th career game. That'd be Brett Frericks, the pride of Rantoul, former Eagle himself, right. a Park District standout Brett Frericks yeah. at, at point guard. Got some big big numbers <laughs> getting thrown around here. When you get to triple digits in high school hoops, that's a, that's a big thing for a coach. Hey, real qu- uh, quick, back with the Vikings, uh, you did a great story over the weekend, Colin. Uh, tell me a little bit how that came about. Sure, uh, and thanks for the kind words. That uh, the story Jim's alluding to is about uh, JV on Foreman, a Danville junior, uh, who has uh, he uh, does not have a, uh, a one of his hands. Uh, he was born uh, with an arm that ends at the elbow, uh, yet he's persevered through that. Uh, he is now a member of the Danville varsity program. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of minutes, but uh, he's still an important part of that team. Uh, you know, we found about we found out about him as the season was going on early, 
And I just had to learn more about this young man and try to tell his story if he was interested in it, which thankfully he was. And I appreciate Javion taking some time to sit down with me to, to talk about his perspective on, on life and basketball and certain other aspects. He's very down to earth. He's, he doesn't have a lot to say about himself, but uh, thankfully his teammates uh, rushed up to him after I got done talking to him and made sure to say uh, a thousand nice things about him to, to add to that story a little bit. He clearly uh, does not distinguish it as a disability. No. The greatest thing about his story was like, why are you here doing a story on Javion? Yes, right. <laughs> that was yeah. the question they asked you, and then they and then Ted said, "No, that's right. He has yeah. one arm." Yeah, that's a that's a topic that can be touchy too for you know a writer. You don't know exactly what uh, what people are comfortable with, what they're not. Uh, Javion quickly quickly let me know it was a disadvantage, not a disability that he was living with. So I was sure to call it a disadvantage the rest of the time I talked to him. That's his his terminology so that's what I'm going with and you know what I can understand why he doesn't think of it as a disability because he's he's out there hooping with the best of them and he looks pretty good out there too excellent stuff from Colin Likas if you have story ideas hit him up he mm -hmm. covers high school sports like nobody's business certainly try to is, uh, lucky to have you Colin well, I appreciate that yeah you can uh Email me story ideas at C-L-I-K-A-S at news-gazette.com. And uh, if I don't respond to you, just uh, don't don't take that to mean I'm not paying attention to the idea. I, I get a lot of emails every day, so I don't necessarily respond to all of them, but I'll definitely take your ideas into consideration. All right, Colin does top tens each week. Uh, the girls' top ten ran in uh, Monday's News Gazette. The boys, while it's in my hands, won't uh, publish until tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. This is the area where Colin usually messes up. Uh, of course. <laughs> I didn't have to change a lot in my boys or girls top tens right. this week because a lot of teams won. Uh, though there there's going to be some change in the bottom portion of my boys top ten. But we're gonna start with the uh, we're gonna start with the girls top ten this week, and we do have a new team at the bottom of those rankings. Uh, checking in at number ten, we have the Ridgeview Mustangs. Uh, Ridgeview is uh, now 19 and four. They are new to the rankings. They were 18 and four at the times the rankings were published, but they defeated Fisher earlier today in the McLean County Heart of Illinois Conference tournament. Uh, Ridgeview will continue in that tournament the rest of the week. Checking in at number nine, we have the Urbana Tigers. Tigers stay put at number nine in our rankings. They are 16 and eight after defeating Rantoul 85-32 and Mattoon 69-61. Urbana's won four consecutive games and will try to extend that streak when it hosts Peoria Richwoods on Tuesday and Centennial for a rivalry game on Thursday. Coming in at number eight this week, we have the Gibson City Melvin Sibley Falcons. Falcons are 19 and four. They remain at number eight this week after defeating Lexington 45-38 and Deer Creek Mackinac 40-29, two hard-fought Heart of Illinois Conference victories there. Uh, the Falcons jump into the McLean County Heart of Illinois Conference Tournament as well. They play either El Paso, Gridley, or Leroy on Tuesday to open the tournament. Uh, those two teams uh, playing a game today to decide who gets to face Gibson City, Melvin Sibley in the, the second round of the tournament. Our number seven team this week is the Tuscola Warriors. Uh, the Warriors are now 18-6. and six. Uh, They defeated Clinton today to open the Central Illinois Conference Tournament. That was a quality win for Tuscola, who had lost to Clinton earlier in the year. Still, the Warriors are down one spot after losing to St. Teresa last week, 40-34. to Tuscola faces a significant test now, having defeated Clinton as uh, the Warriors draw number one overall seed Sullivan, which will appear later in these rankings, for a Wednesday semifinal matchup. 
And our number six team this week is the Oakwood Comets. Now the Comets, 20-5 and five now. They are up one spot after defeating Hoopston area, 63-29, Westville, 48-18, and Bismarck hitting Rossville-Alvin, 37-25, to win their third consecutive Vermilion County Tournament title. Uh, the Comets are winners of their, of their last six games as well. They will try to make that seven when they uh, visit Chrisman tonight before hosting Westville on Thursday. And I got a chance to catch up with new Oakwood coach Stephanie Marsh. Uh, chatted with her about winning the Vermilion County Tournament for the first time as a head coach. She was previously an assistant with the Comets. Also talked with Stephanie about the difficulty of game planning for Bismarck continually as those two teams continue to match up in the Verm County Tournament Final, as well as Kylie Newman's effort for Oakwood and how she feels about the overall team performance so far. It feels really good. You know, we knew um, regardless of who we were playing that it was going to be a battle and Bismarck always seems to hang around with us and give us some trouble. So um, it was a good game and a good win for the girls, and it felt good to get one as a head coach. Bismarck is very well coached. They're very disciplined, and, you know, we play each other multiple times throughout the year, and the more you play the same teams, the harder and harder it is to beat them um, with coaching. Uh, the coaches making adjustments and the players kind of knowing how, like, the tendencies and how the other girls play it definitely makes it really tough. She has been having a really good year for us. She's been very aggressive going to the basket, and I know her and Caitlin play really well together. Um, Kylie's been playing our point guard, which helps. So, you know, they, like I said, they play well together. She dishes off to Caitlin really well. Um, and then when we have to pull Caitlin out some, she also looks for Kylie. So they've been doing really well together. And then the other girls have been stepping up as well, which is really helpful. And we kind of talked about that going into the county championship, that it was going to take all five girls on the court to come together for that win. And I think they all did and they played well together. I'm very excited with how we're playing right now. You know, we got into that holiday tournament to kind of see some good competition and prepare for postseason. And I think that really helped us and kind of showed our weaknesses. So we've been correcting those in practice. I think we're getting better and better every day. I got, I got a favor. Okay. All right. I need a Champaign County girls basketball tournament. Uh, Okay. Make it happen. I'll, I'll talk to somebody. <laughs> Next season, all right? I was thrown off guard by, by that request. As neat as the Vermilion County Tournament is every year, and it is a neat tournament mm -hmm. played there at Palmer Arena. Yes. Make it happen over here, too. We need a, we need a hockey arena over here where we can hold it in like Palmer Arena does. They, they have some of the boards, some of the glass stays up from the hockey arena over there during the basketball tournament, which adds a unique touch to that setup, so... Maybe when the U of I gets its hockey team going, its Division One hockey team going, I should say, we can hold the basketball tournament there. Until then, let's just play it at Parkland. I mean, either or. I, I just All think right. it would be unique. <laughs> but uh, the, that not to take away from the Oakwood accomplishment, though, three consecutive <laughs> Verm County tournament titles, all three against Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin. Uh, pretty significant accomplishment there. Uh, it's and especially doing it with two head coaches now. Jeff Ford was the coach the first two times, but he stepped down after last season. Now Stephanie Marsh taking control and uh, doing a good job at it. So congratulations to the Comets. Let's continue with our girls basketball top ten countdown. Uh, coming in at number five this week, we have the Watsika Warriors. Warriors are twenty-one and two. Uh, they stay put in our rankings after defeating St. Anne 66-6, Clifton Central 63-27, and Paxton Buckley Lotus 61-53 to win the Sangamon Valley Conference Tournament title. 
Uh, the Warriors got some revenge because last year they were undefeated going into the SVC Tournament Championship game and lost to Paxton Buckley Lotus. So a uh, big win for Barry Bowers' program. The Warriors are winners of nine in a row, but they face a whole different kind of tests on Tuesday. They're traveling to Danville for a game against a much bigger school before they go back to Paxton Buckley Lota on Thursday for a rematch with their rival. Our number four team this week is the Tri-County Titans. Uh, the Titans are 19-4. and They stay put in our rankings after defeating Martinsville 65-15 and Villagrove Heritage 75-36 to win the Little Okaw Valley Conference Southeast Tournament and qualify for the LOVC Crossover Championship game. Uh, the Titans host Oblong tonight before facing Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond on Wednesday in that LOVC Tournament title game. It was supposed to happen Saturday. The weather postponed that. Uh, and then after facing Arthur, the Titans will take on Hudsonville-Palestine on Thursday. Our number three team this week is the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are 19-4 as well. They stay put in our rankings after defeating Monticello 67-21 and Pontiac 70-48. Uh, SGO is hosting Rantoul tonight and is at Chillicothe IVC on Saturday. Both are Illini Prairie Conference matchups. Checking in at number two, we have the Sullivan Redskins. Uh, Sullivan is now 21-1, defeated uh, Shelbyville today to open the Central Illinois Conference Tournament. Uh, Sullivan's the number one seed in that event. As I mentioned, they will now take on Tuscola in Wednesday's semifinals in what should be a fun matchup. Uh, Sullivan also got a quality win over Central A&M last week by five points. And checking in at number one, uh, once again, we have the Schlarman Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers are 21-2. and two. They stay put after defeating Milford 69-20, Champaign Central 80-40, Geneva 65-33, and East St. Louis 65-38. Uh, Geneva is the reigning Class 4A state champion, so the fact that the Class 1A state champion defeated the Class 4A state titleist says a lot about the direction of the Schlarman program. Uh, the Hilltoppers host Armstrong Potomac on Tuesday, are at Hoopston area on Thursday, and then host Chicago Simeon on Saturday for a game against another Class 4A opponent. And we are going to talk a little bit later with Schlarman girls coach Keith Peoples about how this season is going. I've never seen anything like it, Colin. <laughs> a 1A school just uh, taking these bigger schools out to the woodshed. Yeah, you might not see it again for a while. I'm not sure. Uh, per perhaps, uh, you know, losing four starters next year is going to make it tough for Schlarman to keep mm -hmm. this up, but Capriya Brown will still be there, and they've got other young kids who are very talented. Perhaps Schlarman can keep this going past this season. All right, tell you what, I saw it in the paper today you wrote that regionals uh, for the girls get going first week of February. When do the, are those pairings out or the first round? Uh, the pairings, out? the pairings 1A and 2A pairings come out this week actually. Okay. It'll be this uh, this Friday, I believe. Okay, can't wait to see who who gets to draw Schlarman. How about that in the opener? <laughs> uh, I'm guessing uh, the teams that do are are not going to be counting their blessings necessarily. <laughs> All right, tell you what, we'll uh, we'll dive into some of the the best girls basketball games that are still on the regular season schedule after this break. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 618, beautiful News Gazette Media Studios here in downtown Champaign. It's gonna start turning light again. That's what I can't wait for, Colin. Well, I 
I, uh, I just had to reboot our Facebook live stream because the feed stopped working. What is your so family going to do? I don't know. What <laughs> so, People beyond my family are watching this time. <laughs> Somebody was commenting about uh, Fisher and Leroy boys basketball on, on the chat. So All right. I'll accept that. Got a couple comments. Uh, I'm not going to give away your top ten for boys, but you have one glaring omission again. Oh, again? Again, Colin. Keeps happening for some reason. I, it I does. Can't. The Urbana Tigers who uh, swept Centennial for the first time did. in uh, more than 10 years. True. I, I can't find them on your top 10 somewhere. You know, I, I know <laughs> my argument has always been for teams like Urbana Central and Centennial, they play mm -hmm. tougher schedules, but ultimately when you're under 500, I have a hard time putting you in the top I'm just 10. telling you. I know. I just, I just All they need is one more win, they'll be at 500. They're eight and nine right now. Fair enough. Centennial's Colin. also eight and nine. We're not even to the boys' top ten. Why are we even arguing about it? Yet? <laughs> well, because you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's okay. Uh, let's uh, let's jump in here to uh, as Jim said before the break. Some intriguing uh, girls' basketball games remaining on the regular season schedule, which uh, it doesn't have much longer. Uh, a lot of the 1A, 2A schools will be wrapped up on January 31st, and then the 3A, 4A schools just a, a week, week and a half after that. Uh, highlighting some games here. First one I wanted to mention is one tomorrow that I think I already brought up. Uh, Danville at Watsika on Tuesday. Uh, Danville isn't having an amazing season, 8-10, and 10, but still a significant test for Watsika, uh, whose last comparable challenge was a 52-34 win over a good Urbana team on December 21st. That game was also in Watsika, so uh, looking forward to seeing how the Warriors respond to playing a Class 4A opponent. Uh, then on Thursday, Champaign Central, 13-10 right now, visits Danville for some Big 12 conference action. Uh, the Vikings have won four consecutive games and have done uh, better in Big 12 action than the Maroons have. Danville's 3-2 in Big 12 play, while Champaign Central is 2-4, so this is a significant game for Champaign Central if it hopes to make up ground in conference play. Uh, another game I mentioned already, but one to watch, certainly. Uh, Chicago Simeon visiting Schlarman on Saturday. Uh, the, the fact that a Class 4A program uh, is uh, is heading to Schlarman to play on a Saturday afternoon in a non-tournament format is a pretty significant deal, I think, for the Hilltoppers. Again, says a lot uh, about uh, what this program has become. So uh, it'll be fun to see uh, how, the, how the gym packs out for that game. Uh, we've also got uh, Tri-County vi uh, visiting Villagrove Heritage on January 28th. Uh, these two teams met recently for the LOVC Southeast title with Tri-County pulling out the win. So you know Villagrove Heritage is going to want a shot at some revenge at home, no less. Uh, Ridgeview visits Gibson City Melvin Sibley for a Heart of Illinois conference game between two 19-4 teams. Well, they were until Ridgeview won earlier today. But uh, that game is on. Uh, that game is on January 31st. It's a regular season finale for both teams. Uh, they're combined 19 and two in Heart of Illinois Conference action. So uh, that that game could go a long way to determining uh, one of the top spots in the HOIC. Of course, Eureka is going to have a big say in that. But uh, Ridgeview Gibson City still not a matchup to overlook. Uh, then you got Schlarman at Oakwood on January 31st. Uh, what more needs to be said about those two teams? Just a fun Vermilion Valley Conference bout. Uh, Bloomington Central Catholic visits St. Joe Ogden on January 31st. That could decide who wins the Illini Prairie Conference. And then uh, Tuscola is at Sullivan January 31st. We'll get to see those two teams play on Wednesday. Well, guess what? If you miss it, you can watch them again on January 31st. 
And uh, rounding out my list, Champagne Central against Urbana on January 31st. Uh, really looking forward to another Big 12 Conference matchup between two teams that I think uh, they square off pretty well against each other on paper. So uh, those are my uh, girls' basketball matchups to watch for the rest of the regular season. And also, uh, before we move on, uh, Chad Dare over at Danville Commercial News just letting me know, yes, that that Watsika game is at Danville. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate that because I think I said that earlier, and for some reason I have written on the second part of the sheet, Danville at Watsika. Not really sure why I did that, but thanks for listening and paying attention, Chad. I appreciate it. But uh, now we're going to bring in somebody else from the Danville area. We are joined now by Schlarman girls basketball coach uh, Keith Peoples. Keith, thanks for being part of the show this week. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, of course. Well, uh, your girls are on a, another win streak uh, ever since losing to Afrocentric out of Ohio. Uh, you guys have not lost yet in the new year. Gotten some convincing wins, uh, especially over this last week. Uh, how are you feeling about how this, uh, how this program looks heading into the final couple weeks of the regular season? I'm feeling very inspired. Uh, and our girls are competing at a high level right now. They're starting to actually um, buy in more with the defensive systems that we've incorporated. Uh, nothing's really changed drastically, but we made a few tweaks within our defensive schemes. But uh, I like what I see right now. Um, we're competing at a high level. We're playing some great competition. And usually when you play great competition, it brings out the best in you. So, uh we're looking forward to continue to improve and uh, see where it takes us. Well, uh, your girls uh, had a good good challenge on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, one of the few teams that actually was able to get out and play some games. First, you you took on the reigning Class 4A state champions in Geneva, and you uh, you handed them a 32-point 30, loss. Uh, first of all, how were your girls able to, to put up that sort of effort? And second of all, I mean, what does it tell you? about uh, about how well the previous schedule has pre- prepared the girls for moments like this. Absolutely. I thought uh, our defensive um, intensity was at an all-time high. We understood the situation. We knew that the history at Geneva, um, we knew that they were very successful in the past. They're back-to-back state champions in Class 4A, uh, a school of 2,000 or more. Uh, a tradition of winning. We understood the situation, and we wanted to come out and um, play team basketball, defend the ball extremely well, and uh, not focus so much on offense, but allow our defense to create offense. And uh, that's exactly what we set out to do, and we were able to accomplish that that goal. Uh, moving forward, I think it says a lot about where we're at right now and where we want to be at the end of the season. Uh, we're not a finished product, despite the score, despite the disparity in the uh, the two scores, the outcome. We're not a finished product right now. There's a few things that we still need to improve on, and uh, we're going to come back to practice uh, after our game tomorrow, and uh, we're going to, you know, focus on those things that we need to uh, improve on, and. Uh, you know, just stay focused on what what the season is all about, and it's about winning the last game of the season. Talking with Schlarman girls basketball coach Keith Peoples, uh, following up that Geneva game, then uh, an untraditional game time, a Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon game against East St. Mm-hmm. Louis. 
uh, up in Chicago, another big school opponent. And again, you guys come out with a significant margin of victory. Uh, not only playing yet another team you guys are not you know terribly familiar with, but also playing that game on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, what kind of challenge is that? It was a, it was a great challenge for us. And again, uh, we've stressed this season that we want to place ourselves in a uncomfortable situation. Uh, being on a Sunday or playing against a larger school, a more talented team. Um, East St. Louis, they were much taller. They were bigger. They were fast. They were competitive. It was an extreme compared to playing Geneva. Uh, Geneva was more of a cerebral team, uh, a team that loves to execute and play solid defense and solid offense. And then on Sunday we play the extreme. We play East St. Louis, a team that's aggressive, they're large, they're physical. Um, and we were able to sustain the competitive edge that they brought to the table. At the beginning, the end of the first quarter, the score was 8-8. Eight to eight. So it was a competitive game within the first quarter. Uh, we increased our defensive intensity. We executed well uh, offensively, and we were able to stretch um, the deficit. But again, a very good team played on a Sunday afternoon. Um, we were uncomfortable. You could tell the first quarter we were a, a bit, you know, not in sync. But uh, after the first quarter, we understood the situation. We're here to play basketball. We're uncomfortable. Get over it. Let's 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 win. Let's play like we, you know, like we know how to play. Right. Right. Well, uh, before I let you go, Keith, uh, something that came across my desk over the weekend in addition to the box scores from your, your team's games, uh, Ray Randall, 49-year voice of the uh, Schlarman Hilltopper, is going to be honored at an upcoming boys' basketball game. Uh, I know you haven't been with Schlarman for 49 years uh, quite like Ray has, but uh, just from somebody who has been around the program for a while, what does it mean to, uh, to be recognizing Ray for his, uh, his hard work with Schlarman Academy over these years? I mean, whenever you have alumni or people that have been involved with the Schlarman community, uh, to be recognized for their contributions, their work, their commitment, their loyalty, it means so much. I think we should do a better job of recognizing those that have paid the way for the young ladies and young men here at Schlarman Academy. Uh, It means a lot. Words can't say enough about you know what people do for our community and what it stands for. One of the main reasons why I'm a part of this community is what they stand for, uh, their values, their commitment to education and Christian values. Uh, it's a family affair, um, and it's good to, to have those come back and be recognized. Schlarman girls basketball coach Keith Peoples. Uh, Keith, th- thanks again for joining us as always. Good luck to your girls this week and moving forward. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, it was great to hear from Coach Peoples, man. He's on a historic run. I'm he telling is. you, Colin, folks in these parts uh, are seeing something they won't see again for a long time. Yeah, people uh, people are going to be uh, – we're going to be having uh, ceremonies to recognize Keith Peoples down the road. Uh, not Maybe not for the exact same reasons as uh, Ray Randall, but uh, certainly because of the success that uh, Keith Peoples is helping Schlarman Girls Hoops to on the court right now. All right, looking forward to a great February with those guys. Absolutely. Well, before we go to our next break, I want to start jumping into boys basketball a little bit, but not quite our top ten. First, hopping to a coach whose team is just on the outside, having a good season so far, though. 
Villagrove Heritage is 15-5 and five on the year, and I was able to catch up with Coach Corey White. Uh, the, among the topics we talked about, uh, had his team met expectations so far, even at 15-5. and five. Uh, The importance of some tight losses to uh, Decatur Lutheran and St. Joseph Ogden uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, the value of doing well in the upcoming Little Okaw Valley Conference Tournament that starts uh, this week, and then how much fun it is to have both the boys and girls programs for the Villa Grove, Her- Villa Grove Heritage Co-op doing well at the same time. It's about where we expected to be. We thought maybe that we'd win a couple others that we let go, and then there are a couple in there that we thought might have gone the other way, but it's about where we expected to be going in the conference tournament. We're happy and pleased to get the number one seed and uh, get a buy in you know first round here and uh, see how we play coming up this week i think those were uh, learning experiences for us uh, we haven't played a ton of you know tight ball games where they're you know one or two possessions makes a difference in the game and so those were big learning experiences for us even though we lost those games you know we started changing things practice wise started doing a little more late game situation to get used to it and i think uh, that's going to benefit us here down the road nice to be able to sit back and watch the teams that you're going to play with uh, this division. The teams are so far to the south from, from us, basically, that don't really get to see them play. So it's nice to get that by to be able to scout them ahead of time before you play them. And then hopefully that'll work out. I think the, our top four teams in our conference in this division are, are pretty solid. And any one of them could win our division side of the tournament. But, uh, Hopefully that gives us an advantage just to be able to see them ahead of time and then be prepared to play them tomorrow night. I think it would be really really good for our momentum heading towards the end of the season. We uh, start division play uh, right after this tournament, and so, you know, conference season, we could win the regular season conference title then also. And so just give us momentum going into that. And then we also rescheduled our Judah Christian game for the week after this, so it also would give us some momentum going into that game, which they're you know, a very good ball club this year. So we can see where we're at and hopefully have some momentum going into that game. Uh, it's been great. The coach Stabenfield, his his team and the girls have been playing real well here. Uh, they had a little hiccup in the division tournament against Tri-County, but hopefully they'll bounce back in the crossover game this week when they play that. But it's been great to have two teams that are winning ball games. It gets a lot of pride going in the communities, a lot of support from everybody. And it's just a great deal where, you know, both teams are, celebrating this at the same time and helping each other out and really supportive of each other. Hey, on Thursday, we'll get a sneak peek of behind the scenes look at Villa Grove. Our high school confidential writer, Sophia Wegging, is going to take over the Snapchat all day long. Very cool. What makes the Blue Devils tick. Maybe she'll stop by Corey White's office. I like it. Although, well, (laughs) I won't say anything. Heritage hosts the boys co-op, so I think Corey White's office might be at Heritage. Maybe we'll have Corey go over to Villa Grove. <laughs> His office might be in Villa Grove. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not totally sure, but since Heritage hosts the boys basketball co-op, I'd assume it's at Heritage, <laughs> uh, over at Broadlands, but that's just, sorry. Sorry uh, to burst the bubble Follow there. us on Snapchat nonetheless. <laughs> And you'll see something on Thursday. Yeah, that uh, see, I like that. That's good. Well, uh, we're going to take our next break, and then we're going to jump right into the boys' basketball top ten, so uh, don't miss it. Come back with us. DWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Colin, been digging your Athletes of the Week where we ask the uh, the honored star to 
take a selfie with his or her teammates. We had a lot of them last week. Three 1,000-point scores yeah. on the girls' side. That was I, cool. I just couldn't leave anybody out. And, uh, you know, on, the, on that topic, might as well give a shout-out. Uh, Sullivan, girls' player, scored her 1,000th point uh, today. Uh, Esther Miller getting her 1,000th career point today. So, uh these kids just continue to pile up points. We don't know. Uh, we don't. We don't know where they all come from, but they they're they're coming regardless. Athletes of the week. All you have to do is uh, hit up Colin, nominate him, and uh, he'll probably pay him some attention. Who are they this week, Colin? Oh, I sh- I can't tell you that yet. That would uh, that would ruin the surprise. I won't tell anyone. It's a it's a boys basketball player and a girls basketball Thank player. Thank you, Colin. I mean, the latter is obvious because there's literally the only girls sport going on in the winter. But the boys, you got basketball, you got wrestling, you got swimming, you got some some choices to choose from. Our so. Stephen Haas photographer was out at the Marty Williams Invitational today. The makeup yep. in Muhammad caught a lot of cool wrestling photos. Will be in tomorrow's news right. gazette Cent- and online as well. Yep, Centennial, Central, maybe Danville, Judah Christian, obviously Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the local schools involved. All right, that's not too far away either when the studs come Mm -hmm. to State Farm Center for the state finals. That's right. We're uh, less than a month away. Well, let's uh, hop into our boys' basketball top 10 for this week coming out in tomorrow's News Gazette. Uh, Our number 10 team this week is the Leroy Panthers. Uh, Leroy is now 12-5, defeated Fisher today in the McLean County Heart of Illinois Conference Tournament. Uh, Leroy stays put in the rankings and will continue to play in that tournament Excuse me, the rest of the week. Our number nine team this week is the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils. Blue Devils are back in our rankings. They are 14-7 after defeating Armstrong-Potomac 52-34, Westville 48-22, and Hoopston area 49-34, and Oakwood 48-31 to win the Vermilion County Tournament for the first time since 2016. Uh, Drew Reifsteck returned from a lengthy injury absence. Uh, he had been out since November 30th, and it really helped the Blue Devils out in their last uh, last two games. Uh, Bismarck will try to capitalize on that success when it is at Chrisman on Tuesday and when hosting Westville on Friday. Our number eight team is the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. The Spartans are also back in our rankings. They are 11-7 after defeating St. Thomas Moore 63-48. Uh, SJO keeps going in Illini Prairie Conference action when it hosts Unity on Tuesday and visits Prairie Central on Friday. Our number seven team is the Champaign Central Maroons. Uh, the Maroons are nine and eight. They stay put in our rankings uh, after losing to Trinity Catholic Missouri 70 to 50, but bouncing back with a win over Normandy, Missouri 55 to 44. Both of those games were in the Chick-fil-A tournament in Belleville. Uh, Central will host Peoria Manual on Tuesday before visiting Kankakee for some non-conference action on Saturday. And our number six program this week is the Watsika Warriors. The Warriors stay put in our rankings. They defeated Beecher 57-25 as well as Moments 79-55 last week. Watsika gets a uh, significant test facing Danville on Tuesday uh, before hosting Cisna Park for another challenge on Friday. Then the Warriors head to the Beecher Shootout on Saturday. And our number five team this week is the Monticello Sages. The Sages stay put at 15-3. They defeated La Salette 50-43, as well as Prairie Central 61-55. Monticello is at Rantoul on Tuesday and then visits Pontiac on Friday. And we are joined now by Monticello boys basketball coach Kevin Roy. Kevin, thanks so much for being part of this show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. 
Well, uh, since your guys' loss to Cisna Park on uh, January 5th, uh, the team has pulled off four consecutive wins, but all of them by single digits. Uh, which one of those performances have you been uh, most impressed with since the Cisna Park defeat? You know, I don't know. I, they, it's each game is uh, just kind of a grinded out game for us. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have our peaks and valleys. Uh, some days we look better offensively. Uh, thank goodness our defense has been uh, pretty reliable for us, and I think that's what keeps us in games and and really gives us opportunities to win. Uh, we sometimes struggle with rebounding with our lack of size, but uh, uh, we're always working to continue to improve in that area and and uh, and taking care of the ball. We feel like if we do those things. Uh, we can compete and uh, give ourselves opportunities to win. Well, uh, after routing a lot of opponents early in the year when you guys got off to such a hot start, uh, your boys have made a habit of playing in a lot of close games of late. Is that something you see in a, in a positive light or maybe as more of a concern? Um, no, I think it's a positive light. You know, I don't think we're the type of team that's going to step on the floor and just go out and, and, and bury somebody. We we have to grind it out. We have to play both ends of the floor. Uh, we have to play every possession for us to be competitive. And uh, uh, I'm proud of our guys. That's what we've been doing, and we've been finding ways to win those close games. And uh, I think that you know builds character, gives you good experience, and uh, it only prepares you for to, uh, uh, to continue through the season and hopefully the postseason. Well, uh, your guys started one and zero in Illini Prairie Conference play by defeating Prairie Central on Friday night, which we talked about after that game. Uh, facing a physical team right off the bat, uh, how well do you feel like that's going to prepare your boys for the rest of what is to come in conference action? Well, it definitely doesn't get any easier, as you said this week. Uh, we're at Rantoul tomorrow. Rantoul is always a tough place to go play. Uh, they're very similar to us, where they compete. They uh, they. You know, rely on their defense and their speed and their athleticism, and uh, uh, then we're at Pontiac on Friday. So, you know, the IVC or I'm sorry, the IPC this year is you know really a lot of parity. I feel like uh, Bloom Central Catholic probably sits up top. I feel like ahead of everybody else, but uh, it's it's going to be every night. We have to be prepared and we have to be ready to go out and play because it's uh, it's good. it's going to be a battle every time we step on the floor talking with Monticello boys basketball coach Kevin Roy. Uh, we discuss Benton Singleton a lot, and rightfully so. He's a very talented player on your team. But uh, when I watched your, your boys in person on Friday night, uh, you had six other guys who played at least nine minutes apiece and who contributed at least three points to that win over Prairie Central. So in your mind, how does this balance that you have right now compare to two other recent seasons? Um, you know, you know, last couple of years we've been relying on just two or three players. Uh, like I said, Ben Singleton's our main guy. Uh, he does it on both ends of the floor for us, offensively and defensively. Uh, but anytime we get uh, the sporting cast around him, Devin Graham's been consistent. Uh, our bench play, uh, Ryan Reeder and Ethan Miller, uh, they've been really stepping up as of late. Uh, Ethan Johns had a good game the other night against Prairie Central. Uh, Briggs Foltz has come in and given us some solid minutes uh, and gives, gives us some sides with that. So, you know, we've got a lot of different um, – I don't know, uh, players and, and different ways we can go with our matchups and our lineups. Uh, but really, we just need more consistency from, from other guys. Ben's there every night. He's going to see the, uh, the defense, uh, the defensive stopper every night from the other team. So uh, just consistency and, and uh, guys continuing to step up and, and um, you know, giving us good, solid, solid minutes and being able to knock down shots for us. I'm uh, really looking forward to hopefully at the end of this week or early next week getting Garrett Kepley back. Uh, he had a broken hand uh, after, the, I think, the second or third game of the season, and and uh, he'll be a nice addition if we can get him back into the rotation here soon. 
Well, uh, you had mentioned some of the uh, the Illini Prairie Conference teams coming up for your boys here, but uh, if you had to circle a, a remaining game on the regular season calendar, do, do you have one that uh, you, you're really looking forward to seeing the boys go out in? You know, it, I'm a game-by-game game coach. <laughs> uh, I just try to focus on the next one, and I try to teach our guys to play possession by possession. So uh, I don't look ahead. Uh, you know, I I'm obviously look at St. Joe next week. Uh, you can't look past uh, uh, Pontiac on Friday or Rantoul tomorrow, uh, but then uh, Bloom Central Casco will be coming up. So there's just no easy ones left. Uh, we're just going to have to go out and play the best we can and, and uh, compete and try to come out on top. It's a good approach. Kevin Roy, Monticello Boys basketball coach. Uh, Kevin, thanks again for joining us. Good luck this week and the rest of the way. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Like you said, they haven't lost since you covered them, Colin, in Cisna <laughs> Park. That's true. That's true. And yeah. then I went back and covered them on Friday. And, and they, they survived. They still won. Despite some uh, horrid free throw shooting. Some rough free throw shooting and a lot of physicality, too. Mm-hmm. Two very physical teams. Two teams that had good football seasons. Monticello, obviously, a little better than Prairie Central. But uh, that physicality obviously carries over from football to basketball season. All right, looking forward to that uh, Rantoul game tomorrow. The Eagles, yeah. uh, I know their record is uh, maybe a bit subpar, but really one of the – they're playing better than I thought they would. This They're year. playing better than their record, too, I think. And they've got some kids who, if you let them get free or you forget where they are, uh, your team is probably going to lose. There you go. That's tomorrow night. Tell you what, uh, let's finish up with the uh, boys' top ten after this final break. Now back to high school prep basketball confidential. Brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. Again, a lot of area teams in action on a Monday. Good to see. I like the holiday tournament action. It's better being indoors, apparently. Uh, if you look at the, if you're on Facebook Live and you look at the video board behind me, it's a wind chill of one degree. Yeah. So probably better to be inside playing basketball, getting heated up, than the alternative. The weather knocked off uh, most of the weekend action. I know Central had to cancel their consolation championship game at Belleville East because yeah. of Unit 4's decision. Yeah, there, uh, there was not a whole lot going on. The Vermilion County Tournament uh, survived the mm-hmm. uh, weather chopping block, but not a whole lot else did. Right. Looking forward to those bo- boys' pairings as well. Uh, that's not too far down the road. Yeah, right? girls' pairings first, boys' pairings after that, 1A, 2A, and then 3A, 4A, same format. And uh, we'll be sure to get those out at uh, news-gazette.com uh, as soon as we know those pairings each week. Uh, some teams that are, or well, should farewell in those pairings. Uh, the final four teams in our boys basketball, excuse me, top ten. Our number four team is Judah Christian. Uh, the Tribe stays put at 19-2. and two, uh, Defeated Arthur Okaw Christian 77-61 and Decatur Christian 66-19. Uh, Judah Christian hosts Bloomington Cornerstone on Thursday. Those two teams played within three points of each other last time they met. Uh, our number three program this week is the Cisna Park Timberwolves. Timberwolves stick at number three. They are 17-2 after uh, losing to Gibson City Melvin Sibley 48-41 in overtime, but then defeating Dwight 70-26. Uh, didn't want to knock Cisna Park too much for that loss, uh, taking Gibson City to overtime. Uh, those are uh, two very talented teams playing against each other. I don't consider that to be a bad loss for the Timberwolves, although I'm sure they are displeased with uh, what happened. Anyway, Cisna Park is at Watsika on Friday for what should be a very good uh, Sangamon Valley Conference game. 
Our number two team this week is the Gibson City Melbourne Sibley Falcons. Uh, GCMS is also 17-2. The Falcons stay put in our rankings. Uh, defeated Cisna Park, as I just mentioned. Also knocked off Deer Creek Mackinac 41-37 in a battle of two very good Heart of Illinois Conference teams. Uh, the Falcons will take on uh, Tri-Valley uh, on Tuesday in the McLean County Heart of Illinois Conference Tournament after Tri-Valley defeated Ridgeview earlier today. And Gibson City will stay in that tournament the rest of the week as the top overall seed trying to win the championship. And our number one team uh, yet again this week is the Danville Vikings. Danville 17-2, uh, actually 18-2, or I'm sorry, they are 17-2. I did update that record before I came in here. They defeated Manuka earlier today in the Galesburg shootout and are facing the host school right now. Uh, then the Vikings, uh, they, uh, they uh, take on Watsika uh, on Tuesday, and then they host Urbana on Saturday. So a lot of uh, tough games for Danville coming up this week. All right, they host Urbana on Saturday, you said. That's right. All right. If Urbana beats <laughs> Danville on Saturday, Urbana has a strong mm -hmm. chance at pushing its way back into these rankings. I will tell you that right now. You know I trust your rankings. I, yeah, I somewhat. Really I really <laughs> somewhat. Do. How's the uh, uh, statewide polls, and who's making the biggest jump in from the area on those? Yeah, uh, not a lot of uh, big jumps area or area wide, but uh, some teams just very consistent. Uh, Danville checked in at number five in the Class 4A poll, and as long as it keeps winning, we'll at least stay there, I would imagine. Uh, Gibson City uh, was number six, I believe, in the mm -hmm. Class 2A poll. Uh, System Park fell one spot to number two uh, last week in Class 1A. Uh, might fall again based on losing to Gibson City. I would argue that they shouldn't fall too much. Uh, I might not be able to vote them number one this week after the loss to Gibson City, but I still think they should be a top three team for sure. Uh, on the girls' side, uh, we got uh, St. Joseph Ogden, Watsika, and Sullivan in the Class 2A poll. Uh, Schlarman is still the number one team in Class 1A. Tri-County is number seven. Uh, so all eight of those teams uh, continue to impress, and as long as they don't suffer any uh, bad losses to teams outside the rankings, uh, they should hang around the picture. I know you want to get to some boys' games, but uh, here's my question for you. You're a voting member for Mr. Basketball. Yes. Right? E.J. Liddell is still uh, playing well. That is uh, correct. He's a senior year to a he's, reigning he's state good. champion. But I got an Adam Miller guy that's tearing yeah. it up. Any chance that uh, the Ohio State recruit does not repeat? I mean, there's always a chance. Uh, you have to take a whole season into account, in my opinion. Uh, the season's not over yet. Some crazy things could still happen, uh, but I think the fact that Liddell is reigning certainly plays in his favor, and the fact he hasn't dropped off in any significant way also plays in his favor. I think Adam Miller will get a lot of respect and a lot of votes. Uh, I have a hard time seeing Liddell being overthrown right now, but again, there is plenty of time. Are you a guy that needs that team to win the state title or make a deep run uh, in order to vote for him? Not necessarily, no. I don't think that's totally required. It certainly helps because it shows – your value to the team is state championship caliber but you know there are kids who can average 40 40 and 10 maybe that's a little exaggeration but who average 40 and 10 and their team just doesn't quite make it for whatever reason i think it helps i don't think it's necessary all right you got another tough call coming up this year for player of the year area wise i would agree boys and girls side mm -hmm. a lot of names we can consider well, to, uh, to round out this episode of the Prep Basketball Confidential, I took a look earlier at some uh, girls' games worth watching the rest of the regular season. 
Uh, the boys' regular season, a, a little longer to go than the girls, but still wanted to break down some uh, contests that are on my radar. Uh, the first one is between two teams that are sub-500, but uh, still an intriguing matchup to me. Centennial visiting Muhammad Seymour on Tuesday. Uh, two area big schools trying to get above 500, and it's also Bryson Cowper against Grant Coleman. Those are two kids who can fill up the basket whenever uh, they so desire. It'll be interesting to see how the opposing defenses try to stop them. Uh, we got Cisna Park at Watsika on Friday. I already mentioned that game a bit. Uh, Sangamon Valley's best two teams, in my opinion, duking it out. Uh, we got Villager of Heritage uh, visiting Judah Christian on January 31st. That's a rescheduled game. It's going to be a Wednesday game, so uh, not a lot of boys games going on that night, so it uh, could be a good one to catch. 15-5 uh, 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 Hawks against the 19-2 Tribe, a good non-conference matchup. Uh, Normal Community visits Danville on February 1st. Uh, those are two of the top teams, probably the two top teams in the Big 12 at this point. Should the Vikings win that game, it would put them in the driver's seat to uh, win a conference championship, I would think. Uh, we got Gibson City, Melvin Sibley at Watsika on February 5th. Watsika just scheduling all these tough teams right now. Uh, GCMS 17-2, a team we've mentioned already. Good non-conference battle. Looking forward to see how that plays out. Uh, Champaign Central visits Danville on February 8th. Uh, maybe Jim Ross will be in attendance if you if you go to that game. Uh, the Maroons, though, could use a uh, quality uh, conference victory, and winning at Danville would certainly qualify as such. You get to see Khalil Terry against Tevin Smith, two super sophomores who are getting good college looks. Uh, Monticello visits Bloomington Central Catholic on February 8th. Uh, I've said it before with a couple other conferences, but the, the class of the conference here could decide who wins the Illini Prairie this game. Uh, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, mentioned before, uh, visits St. Thomas More for a matchup of two teams you don't see a whole lot on the basketball court. That's a February 9th game. Uh, would be a signature win for a Mercurial STM team of late. Uh, they've been uh, kind of up and down. Uh, Riley Morris, though, continues to pour in the buckets for STM. Will be interesting to see how a physical GCMS team responds to him. And rounding out this uh, listing, I've got Bismarck Henning, Rossville Alvet visiting Salt Fork on February 12th. Uh, the Blue Devils 3-2 and two in Vermilion Valley Conference play, but the Storm 4-1. and one. So this game has major implications on who's going to win that conference regular season title. Plenty of good games left on the on the boys' side. Yeah, it kind of helps they have a few extra weeks to kind of plan things out. But uh, yeah, a lot of our a lot of our area teams scheduled some really good, tough non-conference games. Maybe they didn't mm -hmm. know necessarily early on that they would be, but that's what they've turned out to be. Tell you what, for all his good behavior this year, this school year, we're gonna let Colin Legas take a week off. Oh, uh -huh. sports editor Matt Dan is gonna join us in the booth next week. Colin, take rest up. Right? I'll do that. Heal those injuries. Come back refreshed. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right. I'll see you in two weeks. Thanks, Jim. That's it for this week of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. You just heard it. Colin will not be with us next week, but we'll have Matt Daniels, Jim Ross, and myself, Evan Kahn, Tim Robin, McDaniel behind the scenes getting things done here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. No Coach Brad Underwood show after this, but they'll be back along with us next week. We'll see you then.